Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFN's Baseball Insider's Yankees podcast for Friday, June 18th. The Yankees return home, full stadium expected, or at least full capacity allowed. We will see how many show up for the six games coming up here for the Yankees against the Oakland A's, the Kansas City Royals. Big series coming up in uh, the coming weeks with the Mets and Red Sox. We might be getting back to full-sounding stadiums very, very soon. The Yankees have their reopening day on Friday night against the Oakland A's. They come into this series in this homestand hot again. They swept three from the Blue Jays, a weird road trip. It was eight games in three cities. You had a couple of off days, a two-game series with a Friday off day last week against the Phillies. Uh, A lot of weird stuff there. The Yankees got walked off twice. Um, and we're still five and three on the road trip. Uh, they got walked off twice. They got shut out once and it looked like a disaster. And then all of a sudden they win three from the Blue Jays, a team they struggled with earlier in the year, a team that had destroyed the Red Sox the weekend before by hitting the ball all over Fenway Park. The Blue Jays come in with a very hot offense and, uh, you know, sometimes the ball flies in Buffalo. Uh, the Yankees have had some trouble there the last couple of years. Well, they shut down pretty much a Toronto Blue Jays offense. Not entirely. They weren't throwing zeros up there. Uh, and the starting pitching suffered a little bit with Jordan Montgomery and then Michael King. In between, you had Garrett Cole allowing just two runs and pitching a second straight strong game uh, after all the sticky stuff. stuff. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But Cole pitched well twice in a row. And this last time against a really good lineup in their home ballpark, the Yankees pitched against the Blue Jays very well. How well? This one illustrates it really well. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. entered the series on Tuesday as the triple crown leader in the American League. Average, home runs, RBIs. He finished this series. He was 3-for-12 in the three-game series. With three singles, he did not drive in a single run. He struck out three times, hit into a double play and a triple play. 
This is how well the Yankees controlled Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and the rest of the Blue Jays' offense. They were trailing after six innings in all three of these ball games, so they fell behind. But guess what? They came back and won all three. They got big pinch hits in each game. Three pinch hitters, Clint Frazier, Gary Sanchez, and Chris Gittens combined to drive in five runs with their three pinch hits. The Yankees outscored Toronto 10 to nothing from the seventh inning on. Uh, you're lo- and remember, the game that they lost against the Phillies over the weekend last Saturday, they came from behind late in that one um, and ended up losing in extra innings on a walk-off. So the Yankees all of a sudden are finding themselves scoring runs. They scored 46 runs in the eight-game road trip, so it's uh, about 5.7 runs a game, and that's including a shutout. And they're scoring runs late. They're scoring against, okay, you have some teams that had some bad bullpens. Phillies, Blue Jays, Twins, entirely bad pitching staff. You you have to measure everything in what you're actually have on your schedule at the time, what you're playing. The Yankees aren't destroying good teams right now, and they're not all the way back. But they are showing a little fight, a little character. And when they were just about to fall back to 500, they... Won three against Toronto, and they claimed uh, all that series and moved back to four games over 500. So the Yankees starting to play better, and they did it against um, uh, with some good pitching against a, a good Blue Jays lineup. They used really their whole bullpen. Uh, they had to stay away from Roldis Chapman on the third day. Zach Britton closed it out, but they went to everybody in that pen over the course of three days, and they got a good start from Garrett Cole in between. Uh, Gary Sanchez, a little bit of comeback here in the month of June. Uh, Sanchez has hit very well all of a sudden, driving in runs, driving the ball, confidence is back, and he's getting some of that playing time back from Kyle Agashioka. Made some good defensive plays, made a bad one on Thursday. Listen, it's all part of the package for Gary Sanchez. He's not turning into Johnny Bench overnight, but the fact that he's dug himself out of the hole that he was in in April and started out very well, um, so many Yankee fans I that interact with me just wanted him gone. And what you don't realize is how little depth the Yankees have at catching and other teams too. So that if the Yankees had somehow gotten rid of Gary Sanchez, they would not have much depth. Kyle Agashioka has come back down offensively after a hot start. Uh, so that's not the offensive presence you're looking for. And if Gary Sanchez had started to get hot again in June for some other team, you'd be wondering what the Yankees had done and why they had done it. So uh, this is not to say that Gary Sanchez is going to, uh, challenged Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the MVP or the Triple Crown, but he's on a good roll right now. And you have to understand, this is why they held on to them, because you're you're basically an injury, injury away from Kyle Higashioka to being decimated at catching. And Higashioka wasn't uh, doing very well offensively after his initial outburst. So you're when a team is already struggling offensively, you you have a hard time getting rid of a player like this. This has nothing to do with bringing back Sanchez next year. This has nothing to do with a long-term free agent, anything like that. This is simply about right now what the Yankees are dealing with and catching depth both in the organization and around Major League Baseball. They had to figure out how to keep Gary Sanchez, keep working, and figure out if they could get him going at some point. Right now, they're enjoying that. It's a couple of weeks in the month of June where he is hot, and uh, and we'll see how long that continues. Maybe it gets other guys going. 
The Yankees are certainly uh, hoping that an injury to Gleber Torres that knocked him out Thursday night isn't serious. Low back stiffness is what uh, the original call was, and we'll see where that goes. The Yankees still have issues with center field and first base. Uh, They hope to get Luke Voigt back maybe this weekend, and uh, center field is still the issue that they're going to have to look for to fill from the outside because uh, 37-year-old Brett Gardner, Aaron Judge, and Tyler Wade are not the one, two, three options you want at center field for a team that uh, is trying to be a contender and wants to consider themselves strong up the middle. Those guys can play there. They are options, but they shouldn't be your first option. And that's what the Yankees are going to have to try to do. Brian Cashman spoke to, uh, he was in Buffalo. He spoke to reporters uh, earlier in the week. And he laid it out, basically taking responsibility for what's there, but knowing that he has the ability to go change this. Um, I know people want heads on a platter. You want guys fired. Well, you know, Brian Cashman doesn't fire coaches. It's been 30 years since the Yankees fired a coach or a manager in season. And Hal Steinbrenner, to this point, hasn't seemed to want to distance himself from Brian Cashman. We'll see if that changes after the season, depending on how this season goes. If this season turns into a disaster, whether it's not making the playoffs or, or wiped out in the playoffs or, or anything to that matter, it could certainly change the fortunes of Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman going forward, but it's really not Yankees style. And that sounds funny to say, considering what everybody remembers about George Steinbrenner, those days are long gone. Um, you know, the days, think about this. It is You are so far removed from the days of the Yankees firing managers and pitching coaches all the time that it is kind of like talking about Mickey Mantle during the 1990s. Uh, Mantle and Maris and the 61 Yankees, you want to talk about them during the Jeter years? Well, Right now, you're, you know, that was, that's a 30-year gap. Right now, it's a 30-year gap from the time right now to when the Yankees were firing managers and George Steinbrenner is going crazy. You're talking about different eras. So it'd be like saying, wow, why can't the Yankees play like Maris to Mantle and 61 Yankees when you're sitting in the middle of 1996? Um, it's just a different time period right now, and you have to understand that. And Hal Steinbrenner has shown no inclination to make any of those uh, changes in season. After the season, maybe, but what we're doing right now is we're swinging one way to the other. The Yankees lose a few in a row, you want everybody fired. They win a few in a row, let's see what happens. Um, it's it's hard to play that way. So the Yankees have stayed the course here for a long time, and we'll see what happens going forward here. As for the sticky stuff, listen, this is something that we're going to keep a close eye on to see how pitchers do, especially Garrett Cole. He made two good starts. Um you will see enforcement coming next week. And hopefully you do see enforcement because that's the only way you know that it's working. Um, You know, when steroid testing first came out and people were still getting popped, they're like, well, testing's not working. They're still doing it. Well, of course they're still doing it. They're, They're trying to gain their advantage and they're trying to beat the system. It's not working because the testing is catching them. And that's the whole idea. Um, I use the speeding ticket analogy a lot. If a state trooper didn't give out any speeding tickets, would you think the speed limit is working? Or would you think there's something wrong with the trooper or his radar gun? Um, People are going to speed. You try to deter it by giving out tickets once in a while. People are going to try to cheat at baseball. It's been proven over and over again. You have to catch them in order to have some sort of deterrent. And trying to catch the pitchers is going to be the next thing. Now, 
Certainly, there are a lot of issues around that. The umpires are caught in a situation here where you kind of had to ban everything because you didn't need to put umpires in a position to say, all right, what is that on your arm? Is that pine tar? Is that sunscreen? Is it uh, spider tax? Is something else? Listen, the umpire can't, you know, be play chemist and send stuff to a lab and wait for a result. He's got to look and see if somebody has something on their arm that isn't there and say, okay, that's that's against the rule and you're out. All MLB is doing right now, they're enforcing a rule that's on the books. You could question their motives behind it, given the changes they made to the ball and maybe what that has done to offenses as much as anything else. And now maybe they're pushing this back on the players. And, you know, coincidentally, it is a bargaining year. You could absolutely question that. But they're within their right to enforce a rule that's in the book, and they don't have to talk to the Players Association in order to do it. If, as people suggested, they want to legalize some substance whatsoever, guess what? That's something you have to talk to the pitchers about. It has to be bargained. What the easiest solution for MLB found, and it's not maybe it's not the best one, but it was the easiest one. Just tell them they can't use anything, and you can start doing, you can start enforcing that now without having to talk to anybody. If you want to do change the rule, that is something you have to talk to the players' union about and have a long discussion and negotiate with. And we know how easy that has been for the league and the players to settle matters, right? Uh, it's not always that easy, and in recent years, it has become a lot harder. Uh, I would expect that to still be a very hard thing to do and part of the next negotiation coming this winter. But that's a little roundabout um, thing there for you on the sticky stuff situation. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with them enforcing it right now because pitchers took it too far. Certain pitchers took it too far, um, and they couldn't help themselves. Uh Tyler Glass now is mad at Major League Baseball for doing this midseason. Be mad at all the pitchers who push the limits to the point where this is where you are in the game. And certainly it is a big factor in offenses. I agree the changing of the baseball could be a major factor too. But don't discount that the players have a big hand in this too. So be mad at the ones who push this too far. And that's why you are where you are now. We'll see what kind of a result it has going forward. Uh, everybody, the Yankees are in the same boat as everybody else now. Every, there are pitchers on every team who have pushed it. Uh, Garrett Cole became kind of a poster child for it, fairly or unfairly. Um, and we're going to scrutinize him every start, basically, to see how he's doing. The spin rates are down a little bit, but the results have been good as he's faced the Twins and Blue Jays the last two times out. We'll keep measuring it as it comes forward. Uh, I want to remind you to hit subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. You'll get Ed Coleman's Mets reports and my Yankees reports to deliver to you. Also, check out 30 with Murdy for interesting conversations around baseball and other topics. Scott Bradley, the Princeton head baseball coach, former big leaguer, was our latest guest. You can check out that conversation on 30 with Murdy at Odyssey and Apple Podcasts. want to thank you again for listening here. Don't forget to hit subscribe and review. Come on back Monday for another recap of the weekend series against the Oakland A's. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.